Hi, I'm Kathy Reneses, and you are listening to the Coaching Happiness Podcast, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. Welcome to episode 25 of the Coaching Happiness Podcast. My name is Kathy Reneses, and I'm a life coach, speaker, and founder of Coaching Happiness, a coaching service focused on hard work whose mission is to create a better world one person at a time. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia, Podmetrics, Centro Holistico, Sunrider Philippines, and Kangen Water PH. Revolutionize your health with water. If you're looking for other podcasts to listen to, you can check out cars, motorcycles, and anything on the road, whatever it may be. This is the Auto Deal and Moto Deal podcast, Torque of the Town, where they pull in guests left and right to talk about anything and everything motoring, be it on two wheels or four. Keep it going without slowing down. There is Kako Tirana, their fast-talking and quick-quipped host, as well as the calm and cool Gino Rufino. To learn more about the shows and the network, you can go to www.podcastnetwork.asia. So, how has everyone been? I hope that everybody that's listening is safe and well. A lot of things have happened since I recorded my last podcast. The second and third surge of COVID cases has really affected me and a lot of people around me. And even though, you know, I'm pretty good at sheltering in place by myself, I still can't help but feel stressed out for my friends, family, and colleagues who are just really struggling. And, you know, then it seems that even my trusty laptop couldn't keep up and it just kind of conked out after a while. And for the past couple of months, I've been working off my iPad, which isn't ideal (laughs) when you want to record a podcast. And my last escapade has been undergoing an unscheduled home renovation because the nonstop rain a couple of weeks ago was just seeping in through my walls. It was crazy. I had to get the entire place just waterproof. So the effects of climate change is really palpable along with the pandemic this year. So yeah, it's been a little crazy in terms of my social life. You know, I feel that without my laptop, I've been a little antisocial. I've kind of cut myself off from the rest of the world even more. So in my head, I've convinced myself that I should probably socialize more by checking out the world of online dating. Yeah, (laughs) I've yet to form an opinion on whether or not it works for me, honestly. It's been hit and miss for the most part. Um, You know, but hey, I'm making new friends, which is something that I just kind of stopped doing when we all went into lockdown. And now we're just getting out of our third enhanced community quarantine. And you know what? I know that I'm not alone. Well, maybe maybe not the laptop breaking down part, but the feeling of dread of 
this third lockdown and the feelings of isolation and finding it harder to to people and you know just the new ways that we're all trying to navigate our social lives and relationships and you know even the idea of going out now has a lot of people just feeling anxious because we aren't the same people now compared to the versions of ourselves last year who were maybe a little bit more optimistic maybe a little bit more resilient you know a lot of us were planning out our vacations for this year and the friends and relatives that we planned on visiting once this is all over even with myself like i've noticed that even when i do consider myself to be more of an extroverted introvert i think all this isolation has just kind of hit at my confidence a little bit i notice how now i'm not as ready to be the one to open up and say hello um you know or be the one to kind of reach out to people i'm not as bubbly or as enthusiastic to 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 kind of converse and socialize and i keep catching myself just comparing myself to others on social media you know even if i know that what i'm looking at is only the best version of themselves that they're sharing yet here i am comparing myself <laughs> to filtered and photoshopped images of perfect looking physiques in my i don't know 3 day old pajamas with my unwashed hair and my mask me <laughs> on my fourth cup of coffee just trying to get through the day really being cooped up indoors by myself has really wrecked havoc on my confidence and i'm 100% sure i'm not the only one there are like means of people right dreading to have to integrate back into society because they may have put on a few pounds or they haven't been to the salon in over a year or you know they're dealing with breakouts because of mask knee or they might just be like me and are now just comfortable being in the company of their pets compared to having to interact with other people It's a bit of a relearning process honestly as we you know re-enter back into normal society once again. So for this episode, I'd like to tackle the ways we call on our confidence and relearn how to take up space again. But before I natter on about that, If you are a fellow podcaster and you want to know how I collaborate with brands in the Coaching Happiness podcast, I let you in on my secret. I use Podmetrics. It's the easiest way really to monetize your podcast regardless of its size. And if you're an advertiser who wants to collaborate with me, you can head on over to advertiser.podmetrics.co and just fill out the form. Easy as that. Okay, so going back to the topic at hand. I think confidence is something people think they either have or they don't, right? But for me, I kind of like to think it's a lot like the brand Maybelline. Maybe you're born with it, but maybe it's something you can be taught, right? 
having self-confidence can really bring a lot of benefits at home, at work, and within your relationships as well. Like For example, rather than wasting time and energy worrying that you aren't good enough, you can maybe devote your energy to more positive efforts because ultimately you'll perform better when you're feeling confident. Another upside to being confident and taking up space is it not only impacts how you feel about yourself, but it helps you to better understand, you know, hold space and ultimately care for others. It also gives you the strength to walk away if you're not getting what you deserve. And based on personal experience, I've had to do that quite a lot when placed in positions where I just wasn't comfortable being in. Another huge benefit is when you believe in yourself, right? You know that you are taking up space. You know that you are being confident. When that happens, you're willing to try new things, whether you are applying for a promotion for your job or signing up for a cooking class. Putting yourself out there is a lot easier when you have confidence in yourself and your abilities. And, you know, lastly, I also believe that, you know, believing in yourself can also enhance your resilience or basically that ability of yours to bounce back from any challenges or adversities that you face in life. Now, I'd like to believe that we're all confident. It's just that we're confident in different aspects of our lives, but not necessarily in all. Does that make sense? Like there may be things that hold us back from experiencing confidence in a certain area because maybe of a, a negative experience in the past or a limiting belief you were taught growing up that you still haven't been able to shake off. But having self-confidence is understanding that you trust your own judgment and abilities and that you value yourself and feel worthy regardless of any imperfections or of what others may believe about you. Self-efficacy and self-esteem are sometimes used interchangeably with self-confidence, with the concept of taking up space. But, you know, there are there are little differences. We gain a sense of self-efficacy when we see ourselves and others like us mastering skills and achieving goals. Right. Like you see, let's say, like you and the cousins that you grow up with learning to cook together or learning to ride a bike. So seeing them do that encourages us to believe that. If we learn and work hard in that particular area, we can succeed too. It's this type of confidence that leads people to accept difficult challenges and to keep on going in the face of setbacks. Self-esteem, on the other hand, is a more mm, a general sense that we can cope with what's going on in our lives and that we have a right to be happy. Also, self-esteem comes in part from the feeling that the people around us approve of us. We may or may not be able to control this, 
And if we experience a lot of criticism or rejection from other people, our self-esteem can easily suffer unless we have that level of awareness of what's going on and are able to support it in other ways. So as I mentioned earlier, I believe that being confident and taking up space can 100% be taught. And I have a few positive psychology strategies that you can put into practice to boost your self-confidence, whether you lack confidence in one specific area or if you struggle to feel confident about anything these days. Honestly, this is something that I've definitely been struggling with. And, you know, I guess it's it's because of the pandemic and not being able to socialize as much that has kind of made me feel a little awkward. So I've been putting this into practice and I hope that, you know, this serves you as well because it's helped me get out of my my mini, mini negative spirals of not feeling good enough. All right. So. Number one is just stop comparing yourself to others, right? Whether you compare how you look versus the people you follow on Instagram, or if you compare your salary to your friend's income, you know, comparisons in general just aren't healthy. In fact, a 2018 study published in Personality and Individual Differences found a direct link between envy and the way you feel about yourself, right? Researchers found that people who compared themselves to others experienced envy, and the more envy they experienced, the worse they felt about themselves. So if you're feeling envious of someone else's life, which is normal, it happens, You know, just remind yourself of your own strengths and successes. Consider maybe keeping an ongoing gratitude journal to help focus on your own life and not the lives of others. All that really is is a running list of three things that you are grateful for every day. And it is such a simple and effective tool I really get results from my clients that use this. Okay, strategy number two is surround yourself with positive people. I know, I know, like it is probably a little bit more harder to do since everybody is kind of on lockdown, but really try and pay attention to how your friends make you feel. Do your friends lift you up? Or do they low-key bring you down? I call them mega-negas. Or if they're really like negative, like, you know, out of the out of the 10 positive things you share to them about their day, they can like pick 11 things that went wrong. I call those guys the, the, the negatrons. <laughs> now, you may not even think that they're actively doing it or, you know, maybe they do it in a jokey way when they say things like, ko na magaling. you know, you, but you, you know that you tend to adjust like the parts of yourself and your personality when you're around them just so you feel that you fit in. And they con- they're constantly either judging you 
or are they are they the complete opposite? Do they accept you for who you are? You know, I remember being in a relationship a couple of years back, and my boyfriend at the time would constantly like low key put me down. It it almost felt like he didn't want me to succeed. And I had to keep hiding that part of myself that he felt was too loud, too curious, too ambitious. And for a while, I did. It didn't serve me well at all. And after that relationship ended, I had to reprogram my way of thinking to not give in and adjust to other people because they feel small or insecure around you. The people you spend the most time with actually influence your thoughts and your attitude about yourself more than you think. So if you feel bad about yourself after hanging out with a particular person, it may be high time to say goodbye or to really limit your interaction with them. That's exactly what I did. And I'm all the better for it, honestly. Now, another trick to boosting your self-confidence is to take care of your body. Let's be honest. It's hard to feel good about yourself as is, like during times like these, but it's especially hard if you're abusing your body. If you're consistently choosing to eat processed junk, if you keep coming up with excuses not to move your body and detox, you know, get some form of sweat going, if you're not getting enough quality sleep, and if you cope with the the stress that we're in by drinking, smoking, binge-watching Netflix, well, you know, don't expect your confidence to be up there when your body is crying out for some R&R. You know, on the other hand, if you practice self-care, you know, you know, you know that you're doing something positive for your mind, body, and spirit, then you'll naturally feel more confident. So what self-practices maybe can you apply to your life today? Well, there are a few self-care practices that I like that are also linked to higher levels of self-confidence that I also like to challenge myself to practice. I'll be honest, I don't do this every day yet, (laughs) but it is a habit that I am, you know, really taking seriously in building and I am seeing some good results. So in terms of nourishing your body, eating well comes with many health benefits, right? Including higher levels of self-confidence, which leads to being, you know, confident in taking up space and having high self-esteem. So when you fuel your body with the right food, you feel healthier, stronger, more energized, which can really result in feeling better about yourself. And working with my doctors at Centro Holistico, you know, if you were to make one change in your diet in order to feel better about yourself right away, that is just getting rid of simple sugars. That is anything white, anything that's processed, get rid of that. And that will automatically give your immune system a boost. You'll be able to absorb more vitamin C 
and just feel better about yourself in the long run. And then pair that with exercise as well. Studies consistently show that physical activity boosts confidence and triggers endorphins, our happy hormones. So you get that feeling of accomplishment and with an improved body image, you can hold your head high. Who doesn't feel confident when they know they look good naked, right? (laughs) Another self-care practice that I personally love to do is meditation. It's more than a relaxation practice. Meditation can also help you boost self-confidence in several ways. For one, it helps you to recognize and accept yourself. Meditation also teaches you to stop the negative self-talk and detach from any mental chatter that's interfering with your self-confidence and your ability to take up space. And lastly, sleep is such an important self-care practice. Skimping on sleep can really take a toll on your emotions as well as your ability to concentrate. Whereas good quality sleep has been linked with positive personality traits, including self-optimism and self-esteem. You know, gone are the days of the saying that sleep is for the weak. Definitely not. Getting eight hours of uninterrupted quality sleep is what what goals are made of, right? It may seem impossible these days, but try to develop the habit because it really pays off, not only in your levels of confidence, but it helps you stay young as well. Okay, on to strategy number four, which is be kind to yourself. Self-compassion and being able to take up space really involves treating yourself with kindness when you make a mistake, when you fail, or when you experience a setback. It's a way of relating to yourself that allows you to become more emotionally flexible and better able to navigate challenging emotions which also helps to enhance your connection to yourself and others. Researchers have actually linked the ability to relate to ourselves in a compassionate way to self-confidence. And this was a 2009 study that was published in the Journal of Personality that found that self-compassion actually contributes to more consistent confidence. So the next time that you're in a challenging situation, recognize that being imperfect or failing short at times is part of life. Do your best to try to navigate these experiences with self-compassion. And number five is practice positive self-talk. Are you aware of how you talk to yourself? Are you your biggest cheerleader or your biggest critic? Using self-talk that is optimistic can help you foster kindness towards yourself, help you overcome self-doubt, and take on new challenges. On the other hand, negative self-talk can actually limit your abilities and lessen your confidence by convincing your subconscious that you can't handle it 
or that something is too hard and you shouldn't even try. So what does speaking kindly to yourself sound like, you might ask? Okay, here are a few examples of how to challenge that pessimistic self-talk and just reframe your thoughts into a more positive way of thinking. So instead of telling yourself, I can't handle this, or mohang impossible to, try reminding yourself that you can do it, or you know what, all I have to do is try. Instead of telling yourself, wala na akong ginawang tama, when you make a mistake, remind yourself, I can do better next time. Or, in fairness, may natutunan ako dito. Right? And lastly, instead of saying you hate something, you know, any anything that has to do with math used to be mine. <laughs> Use a milder word, maybe. Like, don't like. And remind yourself that everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. So I personally don't like math. And it's something that I know is more of a weakness on my end. And that's okay. And lastly, number six is turn fear into excitement. You know, my brother is the perfect example of this. He knows perfectly well that he has access to his sister, who is a professional coach, who has access to other professional coaches. And I have been offering to put him on a coaching program for years. Years. And every time I would broach the topic of coaching, he would kick, he would keep pushing it back because he feels like he needs to quote unquote work on himself before he agrees to any form of coaching. I mean, hello, the whole point of life coaching is to hold him accountable to what he says he wants to work on. So the lesson here is to stop putting things off, like asking someone on a date or applying for a promotion or joining a coaching program (laughs) until you feel more confident. Shoot your shot, right? The best way to build your confidence is by facing your fears head on. Practice facing some of your fears that stem from a lack of self-confidence. If you're afraid you'll embarrass yourself or you think that you're going to mess up, you know what? Try it anyway. Just tell yourself it's just an experiment and see what happens. You know, I'll admit something that I don't feel so confident about is speaking and writing in Tagalog. So I was I was raised as English being my first language, obviously. And even though I eventually learned how to speak our, our native language, I still feel very self-conscious. But I've been forcing myself to start communicating in Tagalog more. And I actually want to learn Visaya as well. But, you know, for now... The baby steps. <laughs> okay naman, diba? Kahit papano. <laughs> so why am I telling you this? It's simply because you might learn that being a little anxious or making a few mistakes isn't as bad as you thought. You know, for me personally, I still keep using the wrong words or Tagalog expressions sometimes. And it's a little embarrassing, but it's okay. <laughs> um, one of my more memorable faux pas 
was I came here for high school from from Dubai and classes had already started. And before before I came to the Philippines, I had around I think 3 months of what felt like intensive like Tagalog lessons prior. I I I had trouble understanding it. Um I was still kind of learning um and I was so confident that I had you know, I I had a good Tagalog dictionary in my head. Marami na akong baon na Tagalog words to use. So, you know, when I when I came into class and, you know, class had already kind of started, I turned to my my classmate and I wanted to ask him for his notes for a certain topic. And I confidently asked him, "Kung maaari ko bang hiramin ang kwaderno niya?" Yeah. <laughs> because I was taught that notebook in Tagalog was cuaderno. <laughs> you could imagine the look on my classmate's face. Oh my god, I was mortified. But now I know I could just say notebook. <laughs> and you know what? Each time you move forward, you can gain more confidence in yourself, which in the end will really help prevent you from taking any risks that will result in any major negative consequences. <laughs> so that wraps it up for this episode. I hope that you got some great value listening to why we should consistently be working on our confidence and taking up space and you know if you are like me and you have kind of been struggling with your confidence these past couple of months know that it's okay and all you really need to do is just take courage in taking that first step towards building up your confidence again right remember to stop comparing yourself to others and focus on your own growth get rid or severely limit the negatrons in your life and surround yourself with positive people Take care of your body so you feel good in the skin that you're in. Practice being kind to yourself, practice positive self-talk, and challenge yourself to turn your fear into excitement. Now, if you'd like to keep up with me, check my upcoming workshops, or just want to keep in touch, you can like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at coachinghappiness.ph or book a telecoaching session on www.coachinghappiness.ph. That is it for me for now. Thank you for listening. Catch you on the next one. Ciao. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>